a start for Adam Taggart. And there's the opening goal for Perth Glory. Adam Taggart marks his return to the club with a goal. And Adam Taggart, would you believe, scores on his return to Newcastle. And guess who? Welcome back to the A-League, Adam Taggart. He marks it with a goal. Here we go with another episode of The Four Man Wall, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. I'm your host, Jashan, coming at you live from Melbourne's inner west, fresh off of the best burrito I've ever had in my short life. And uh, joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he's only just finished wiping Novak Djokovic's ass. it's Melbourne City mega fan, Andy Gibson. G'day, Jashan, great to be back as usual, and uh, yeah, his, his ass is nice and clean now, so I'm sure he'll be happy with that. Mm, he will indeed, nice and supple. The third voice you're going to hear is that of a man who was very, very displeased by his recent stint on jury duty on Twitter. His NPL player, Oz Scopes. Here he is, Damon Serra. Yep, that's true. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to pick myself up, but there's nothing like a bit of mer- mutual termination window to get me uh, up and going. <laughs> Yeah, a little, bit of mutual, a little bit of free transfer action. And uh, last but not least, he was eight minutes late on his own ETA today. It is Nicholas. I'd just like to say, when you provide an ETA of 6.69pm, there's a bit of facetious undertones in it that, you know, there's no such thing as a 69 minute on the clock. Okay. <laughs> Can confirm, yes. But then you said 7.07, I think. Well, someone said that. that. Someone said that. that. I just added from oh, the time he sent right, yeah, I'll, yeah, yeah. I'll be honest, guys. I finished mm. my dinner about like 7.08, but I had like five minutes just to recuperate in bed. I see. You, just just bit, you were lying. You were just digesting a little bit, like yeah, letting it settle. Just, just, just a bit of an R&R. Uh, the chilies were a yeah, bit hot, so enough. I had to like reach for some water <laughs> and let the mouth cool down, you know. Um, oh, fair enough. Have brother, a fair enough. Go with chilies and hot takes, so to... Yep, oh, fair enough. And speaking of spicy, Melbourne City were pretty spicy on the weekend, were they not, fellas? I believe you were both there to watch City bang six goals past MacArthur. Uh, Andy, I'll start with you, mate. Uh, how was it? How was the performance? Oh, mate, it was. Yeah, it was. It was world class. It was a very good performance. Um, obviously helped a little bit um, by MacArthur's lackluster defence. Uh, a few times but uh yeah i just thought the the quality of the goals that were scored they were all just you know they they looked like a club that is in red hot form and all the players were just uh you know everything was going right for us you know the the way they um controlled the ball and uh had that game sense the whole time was uh yeah credit to them so it was very uh, pleasurable to watch and uh, not so much for, for macarthur suppose you could say a game indicative of offering Rado Vizic a uh, full-time contract? Yeah, yes. indeed. Whether or not that's what uh, tipped the decision over the line. But yeah, they've, they've pulled the trigger pretty early on, on Rado and um, he hasn't really put a foot wrong yet. So yeah, we'll see, see what happens. Absolute legend. Good guy, <laughs> um, I'm told. Apparently cooks a mean sarma. Now, uh, <laughs> on the other side of the spectrum, MacArthur... Were, 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 were they were trash? They played like trash. 
Mm. A typically decent defence were all over the place. It was horrendous. Miller Stojowski, of course, the man who have, uh, who's come in to replace Dwight York. Um, definite fraud. Got no idea what he's doing. <laughs> Dwight York um, original fraud, let's be honest. Absolutely. Nah, nah, York at least had them playing some decent football, mate. Come on, Nick. Nick, what, what was it like kind of watching MacArthur? Did you ever feel that MacArthur could have fought their way back into that game? Uh, no chance. I like how you refer to Melbourne City being spicy. Uh, mm. If by spicy you mean, you know, the typical Australian grandfather having a butter chicken for the first time, thinking it's <laughs> spicy, spicy, then that's that's the level they were going for. MacArthur were, were pretty horrendous, and I think... Insipid. Insipid, yeah. Oh. Just just like a... They didn't look too much of a threat, from what I was saying. Glover did have to come out a few times and, like, collect, you know, collect some crosses and whatnot, but they just didn't have that run... Uh, run down the wings compared to City. City, uh, you know, could have had more on the board. Just, you know, some oh, yeah. bad shooting from McLaren, who still ended up with two goals. <laughs> First goal was, was good. And I'll just comment on when McArthur got that, naturally, like, there's going to be a, a, a non-reaction to your first goal after conceding four. But it was very, very obvious where when McArthur... Score does pin drop silence, and then the city fans just continued their chanting. They're like, "Oh, what happened? Oh, let's just keep keep like you know our chant going." <laughs> um, so, as a result, more telling on MacArthur's ability than City's. They were very likely to, without sounding arrogant, it's very likely <laughs> uh, they were going to lose to Melbourne City. However. Not There's, necessarily like this, not no, a 6 1 loss. Like, like that's... 80% of the teams are going to lose to City this year. There's going to be very few teams that get away. You can at least take the 2 0 loss and jog on, but this is a season killer, if you ask me. The writing's on the wall and. A season killer. You reckon they're no done? There's no way they bounce back from this, the especially writings. considering the table's Jesus, so man. tight and, and the morale it does. There's, there's no coming yeah. back from this. Uh, come back next year. Yeah. Earlier to be saying that. Come back next year, yeah. I reckons. So you've got the yeah. foot... The Australia Cup champions, they're ninth currently. They've scored 19 goals, conceded 26. They've got just one win in their last five attempts, four points in their last five games. Only, what, three points behind Wellington, who were fifth. But you, you just see no way back you, at all. You like, have to base it off form. Uh, MacArthur kind of jumped out of the box at the start, pressing for, like, a third... Like in that three to four bracket, and when you consider like results, um, losing losing to Central Coast Marin, uh, not Central Coast, uh, Western Sydney Wanderers at, at on New Year's Day, uh, which was a hefty loss as well, and losing to Melbourne City uh, by a hefty margin, and you have to consider that teams like Wellington, you know, have have managed to fight out. Um, you know, got a draw at Melbourne City. At home. All, all that needs to happen, really, is just for a string of a string of wins. Like, like I said, Wellington are fifth, but they basically oh, they had those three wins true. in a row. And beyond that, they haven't done a whole lot. That's very true. I guess maybe I'm being a bit dramatic by saying their season's over, but you know, nah, nah. <laughs> Damo agrees with you. Mate. <laughs> Let's get them views. Let's get them. You got like nothing. That's controversial RG post. You know, put my name to it. <laughs> And, uh, you know, a bit of Daily Mail quick oh, bake yeah. going. They haven't done a whole lot in the transfer window either. They probably need to make some changes. Just something to kind of spark up the players because Tajoski obviously doesn't really know how to, you know, get them to play Does a game. Rose still play for them? Yeah, he's injured, I think. Where, oh. Oh. He only just signed a contract extension, I think. 
Oh, yeah. Oh, Jed Drew coming off the bench, you know, in the Australian Under-20 World Cup squad. Oh, sorry, uh, Asia Cup mm-hmm. squad, I should say. Yeah. They've got a bit of talent there, but um, no, no, it's not putting it together on the boat. Jed Hawking. Not, not utilising. Signed Jed Hawking. That's it. Uh, Andy, mate, J-Mac, he's got 16 goals in 15 games. It's it's mental. Yeah. But Richie Vanderven was the man scoring against MacArthur with he a was. hat-trick. How, um... <laughs> he was brilliant. <laughs> Did you ever think you'd get to see a Richie Vanderven hat trick in the, in the A League? I did not. Never never uh, imagined seeing a Richie Vanderven hat trick. <laughs> he hasn't been the most prolific scorer since he since he joined us this year. I think he had two goals this season yes. before before Correct. this game. Um, he's been a decent player. Don't get me wrong, but um, he's usually the one, you know, being part of setting up the goals, not the one finishing them. So. Yeah, to see him get a hat-trick uh, was well-deserved, and all of his goals were just beautiful, especially that last oh, one. Oh, mate, gorgeous. Just, yeah, the way he brought it, brought it down, yeah. and he's just so calm, you know, like none of his shots were bullets or anything. He just, he's a calm player. He keeps a cool head and just knows exactly where, where to place the ball. So, mm-hmm. yeah, beautiful uh, performance from Playing him. Playing in that cam slot, Richie, and then you got Aiden O'Neill, who played his 50th game for the club against MacArthur and Valon Barisha as the pivots there. They're, they're all playing really well, mm. but you've also got Florin Berenguer on yeah. the bench. Yeah. Would you have Berenguer starting over any of those guys? Uh, look, it's really hard to say you'd change a starting lineup that's winning uh, 6-1, you know, but um, I feel like Berenguer is one that you, you start every day of the week, even mm-hmm. with his, uh, you know, not not a full match uh, under his name this week. He he still put in a great performance, you know, and um, still I think he assisted at least at least one of the goals. So I think he's one that you do start uh, every week. But that's just a sign of the depth of uh, Melbourne City. You've got to got to fight for your spot. I'd back Dick. Sorry. <laughs> I'd back Dick. You'd back Dick. Yeah, Dick. Is that his Dick. nickname? His... Richard. Ah. Oh! Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh. Mm, yep, no, fair enough. <laughs> good good chat, Timo. Edgy Edgy Damo. He's on You definitely back Dick the way he played against Ushkok. I mean Oh yeah, exactly, exactly. And these are the kind of um battles that really can define a game. Uh, Where are you going with this? Okay. I was expecting another penis joke, but uh, <laughs> um anything we'll move on, lads. Because there are a lot of good games this weekend. There are a lot of a lot, lots of high-scoring games, lots of big stories, and I, I'd say, in my opinion, the best game to watch was the Sydney Central Coast match. Real back and forth, a huge win for Corica yeah. and uh, his boys there to get the dub. We had two red cards. We had a, a brace by Cummings and a brace by Adam Lafondra of all people. Yep. Damo, mate, um, what'd you what'd you make of this game? Was it a fair reflection on the on the balance of play there for Sydney to get oh. the win? Three, I'd, I'd have I'd have to say that um, as much as I hate Sydney FC, I. How much do you hate Sydney FC? Oh, as much as I hate them, <laughs> I, it's a fair bit. I just you think hate that them. you're meant to be impartial. You're on you're in a footballing podcast. I am, and <laughs> God, I hate over the last too. couple of years, I've begun to hate them. But I think this game uh, really didn't change that. <laughs> However, they did deserve to win. They took the game to the Mariners, and uh, as much as it was a bit of a, an open affair, very open um, end-to-end and all that, uh, yeah, they did deserve um, to come away with the three points, I think, and 
They played a very they played a very Central Coast game against Central Coast. They really they yeah they they out. they did, and um, I think they out Central Coasted yeah. the Central Coast. <laughs> yeah. So the Fondra finally um, found his scoring boots, and Max Burgess I thought was very influential too. It's an interesting one because you never know which Sydney FC are going to show up. And this week, yeah. um, unfortunately for the Mariners, uh, they they came up against some pretty stern opposition. Yeah. Wilkinson uh, being back and playing has definitely helped them yep, out. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Just for some leadership, I think, out there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, look, as much as it annoys me that he's still playing and like, <laughs> obviously he's... He's getting up there. Um, he's certainly not getting any younger, but yeah, you look at the difference he brings to the team when, say, someone like Gerd uh, mm. is in there or <laughs> Vlasovica, who's no longer at the club. But he's gone. Yeah. Um, definitely, were a much um, stronger defensive uh, uh, unit this game. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We also saw Thea Harris come on and have a bit of a go. He didn't really do a whole lot. Uh, must be said, but he uh, yeah. he got some game time, so that's nice. And yeah, that's I, always oh, good. Tulio could very easily have scored. Oh, um, Tulio! Oh, <laughs> he's Damo's getting riled up. He's getting oh, riled up about Marco nah, Tulio. Like, this guy <laughs> is—he could be anything, but he's just so shit. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like he has so moments like inconsistency, man. Mm. The inconsistency mm. is what kills him. Yeah. And it's just not good enough. Like, he should be burying these chances. And he's just not. And it's definitely going to be interesting to see with uh, Wenzel Hawes coming in. Yes. Uh, If maybe Montgomery tries to tweak a few things and maybe Torlio is one to make way. Yeah, I think Wenzel Halls alongside Jason Cummings would be a pretty a pretty nice. It's a very there. um very in your face uh, attack. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. And what did you make of the um the penalty the penalty and red card for for Ryan Grant? Did you think oh, that was absolute? Yeah, Stonewall. Like what hundred percent and a red card as well? No, not not a red card. I was you watching it with it. my brother, and mm. we were both looking at each other, thinking, "What? <laughs> Why are you reviewing that?" Like, seriously, the foul was more obvious. It was a foul. No yeah. doubt about it. He wasn't anywhere near the ball. It's just one of those things where you kind of run into the opposition player to put him off balance, and he's just gone in a bit too hard. Which was but, the worst challenge, that one by Grant or, or Caltax? Oh, I direct, Caltax is definitely a more blatant uh, slide tackle to... It's stupid. Yeah, it's stupid. It was it was a it was an odd decision by Caltech. I just did, didn't think he actually thought Burgess was gonna be that quick. <laughs> he was kind of going at about eighty percent, and yeah. then realized, oh shit, he's actually yeah, yeah. kind of getting close. He's getting away from here. Yeah, he's getting away from here. He's like, <laughs> oh, I've got to actually do something now, and he ends yeah. up bloody getting himself sent off. So. I mean, they, they already had like, they had a man up, and I think they were already leading at the time. So it's just a yeah, exactly. It was make. a silly decision. So I think mm. in terms of the yeah the decisions, I think Grant's was harsh, mm-hmm. and I think Caltech was just stupid. Right. Yeah. 
And then meanwhile, obviously, Cummings did his best to kind of drag Central Coast through this one. Two, two goals. Like, fellas, yeah. he's got to be in the conversation for best player in the league right now. The man can't be stopped. I mean, yeah, in terms of um, his goal-scoring opportunities and, like, how he scores his goals, I, I think he's up there with Zavada. Uh, Oscar um, Zavada. Zavada. And I would actually say that the chances that Zavada mm. and Cummings have put away are actually to a degree, better goals than the majority of McLaren's. Yeah, well, different strikers, right? Like, McLaren is very much different a player strikers, just but puts it like, away a little bit. In terms of just quality goals and mm-hmm, quantity, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think that Zavada and Cummings are better strikers yeah. at the moment. It's, it's a fair shout. I don't think anyone's catching... Uh, J-Max on 16, Cummings is on 10, and Zavada's on 8. The quantity of chances that McLaren gets per game obviously outweighs, and that just comes down to whoever's behind him. Yeah, that's a fair count. Providing. But I think that... They have that. Yeah, Zavada and Cummings are actually better strikers. Okay. Andy, Nick, do you you agree, or are you more of a J-Mac, you know? I can see... I might jump in, sorry, Andy. Yeah, um, I can see like where you're coming from. Like, you know, Z- Zavada probably doesn't have the engine. <clears throat> the Knicks probably don't have the engine room in the midfield behind him. Um, similar to Cummings to provide the chances, but I still think like J Max an incredible striker. Although he did have a performance on on the weekend, which just <laughs> was quite more miss than hit. But he still walked out with yeah, two goals. Yeah, two yeah. goals. And a pretty impressive stat sheet. But yeah, he, a few fresh areas and a few missed strikes. You, you can understand when Melbourne City had that many chances, it's easy to think that I understand. That's that's exactly right. I mean, very limited opportunity. I truly understand the power of the come dingo. <laughs> Did you guys watch his um his All Access? Yes. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, probably yeah. one of the best ones. He's, an, he's a very entertaining young lad. He does have the um, aura that he watched Dark Knight like when it came out in cinemas and just decided, yeah, that's going to be my personality now. <laughs> yeah. Nick, I'll ask you my first burning question of the night. Three burning questions. Um, because yep, I, I honestly think that uh, Jason Cummings is the best player in the league right now, just in terms of all-around package mm-hmm. and what he's providing for Central Coast on a week-to-week basis. But if you had to pick the Johnny Warren winner right now, who would you pick? Good question, my friend. Very difficult question. Thank you, Dal. Uh, Much obliged. <laughs> just remind me, is the Johnny Warren Alex Tober medals free to... It's like the Brownlow, essentially. Yeah, yeah, but is it is it... It's, it's done by 3-2-1 votes per game like the Brownlow, Johnny Warren, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Johnny Alex, Warren's... Which is... Alex Tobin's like the media. Yeah, award. yeah, right. Do you reckon they'll get us to vote on the Alex Tobin Award? <laughs> they should. Isn't that for the official broadcaster? Yeah. I think it might yeah. be, yeah. One, one day, you know, we'll be broadcasting. <laughs> we'll be broadcasting the game. Ah, oh, that's a tough question. Look, my absolute smoky would be someone like Aidan O'Neill, but I think yeah. he's polling terribly in the Alex Tobin medal. Um, <laughs> yeah, so he doesn't get he's underrepresented there. I'd um, say Matthew Leckie. Um, yeah, oh, that'd be me too. But he might be getting votes snatched off him by hmm. McLaren, or now Vanderven too. For example, I don't see Matt Leckie getting any votes in that game, just as an example. Even though he no, he's still brilliant though. Like. Yeah. Just 
the didn't back heels, wrong. you know, yeah. in the path. Yeah, that's that's who I'd put in. Like maybe some shouts from other clubs would be Cummings. Yeah, Caltech. Yeah, Caltech. Before his red card. Uh, Before his <laughs> terrible challenge. Maybe yeah. like, maybe like Nguyen, no maybe not Nuenhoff. He's not there yet, but you know, like a yeah. Or Brandon Barello. Yeah, nah. Brandon Barello. That's what I was thinking of. Or <laughs> Brandon Barello. I think yeah, I think Lecky's undersuit and it's like um like unfortunately or not anything to be fortunate about, but you know, Alex Tober doesn't have the same hype and culture as in like the AFL Brownlow where, you know, you hang on yeah. the edge of your seats um, no, yeah, yeah. to every vote and round if you're that bored on a Monday night. I imagine, like, it would be similar, you know, Lecky has the star power, he'll be, like, noticed more. Yeah, yeah. Get, get more votes that way. It definitely helps. And I think that that would lead into Cummings potentially winning it as well because he's so popular and so well-loved, I, I guess, around the league. Just mm. for being a character, you know? I think Quall will get a lot of votes. Uh, Craig Goodwin would be in the mix as well, I'd say. Oh, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Craigie. Craigos. Six goals and... It's Craigos! Fucking Craigos, mate! <laughs> 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 what, you and Craig Goodwin go way back, do you? Oh, mates from... Yeah. <laughs> back to the KFC days. <laughs> oh. Do you agree, uh, Andy, you, you have Leckie as, as potentially the... If, if you had to pick a Johnny Warren um, right now... Yeah, you, at this stage, I think I'd, I do agree. Just uh, He's been so consistent all year, like, right from round mm. one. Um, just like all, all the City games in the first half of the season, you know, end of the match here. Player of the match, Matthew Leckie, like, every week, it seemed like. Yeah. So... Right, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just think he's been so consistent and his experience has uh, really shone this year. And um, Yeah, if he keeps going the way he's going, I can't see anyone going past him either. I mean, you could name any of that Melbourne City starting lineup. Like, Tilio has been making an impact uh, as well. Yeah. He has, uh, it's, uh, but it's hard not as a... consistent as Lecky. Nah. Yeah, that giveaway in the box and the air. Yeah, yeah, oh, has some brain fades sometimes. Deal. That's fair, that is fair. Um, worth noting, this is uh, this was Paddy Yazbek's last game for Sydney. He's he's gone mm, off. Is he? Yeah, yeah he's I left. Think he might be here for another two weeks. Oh no, good point. Yes, he leaves on the 18th. Good point. Good point. Good point. I just wanted to point out that Yazbek has been sold for yeah. um, four hundred seventy-five thousand dollars, also euros, to Viking FK. Yeah, yeah. so that means that Viking have spent like two million dollars AUD on. Wow. Really? In the A-League? Daggers and Yazbek. Yeah. How much they must have just some Aussie bloke in the scouting de- department who's well, like, lads, let's go. must be like, because I've, I've thought about this for quite some time. Like, They had a Kiwi there, Joe Bell. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of thinking that they don't realise that Joe Bell is not Australian. <laughs> and they, that they think he was. And like, oh, he's a really good player for us. We've sold him for a fair bit of money. Let's go ahead and get another Australian. <laughs> Interesting <laughs> strategy. Bangalore's all over it. Yeah. I've been thinking about this for a while. <laughs> He's been mulling this over for a long time. Like. Conspiracy. Did you realise that they're two different countries? No, I, a lot of people get that confused, I reckon. Just another state just think, in New Zealand? Yeah, exactly. It's just like a little territory out to the side yeah. that we kind of just ignore mostly. <laughs> but I, I, it's fa- like Yazbek's gone for 475,000 euros. Yeah. Um, whereas Qual was sold for three hundred and fifty thousand euros. Nah. Like, is is that? I think it was six hundred. On transfermarket.com, it's it's written there three hundred and fifty k. Really? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, I, I said 600 AU day. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Which is like, is that just because Sydney's a bigger club and th- and thus they can drive up prices? Or, like, what, what's going on there? How does that happen? Who knows? It's fucking bullshit. Yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> it's not worth more than Quell. No, well, exactly. Yeah, you'd think so, right? Well, the value's in the... The values in what the clubs say fit between each other. So, yeah, that's true. We were talking about this last week, you know. Like, yeah, man. Um, you know, we've got to start doing, you know, amateur discussion, of course. But we've got to, you know, start putting dollars on our players so that when yeah. the international clubs do come in, you know, that right. there's already a kind of set market. But I think, like, with a situation, maybe Newcastle had... Squall's always going to go overseas... Maybe like the Central Coast have probably had less, uh, less leverage in that compared to Yazbek, who would probably go overseas but might have more suitors. So odd. Yazbek's a good player. Don't get me wrong. Like I think he's talented. He's, yeah, right. he's twenty years but old. Yeah, he's solid. But almost. Yeah. What is it? Seven hundred, eight hundred. Yeah. AUD. Great. Great for no, Sydney. Good for Sydney. Yeah. For a mil, yeah. Yeah. Australian. But he's a bit more further into his career. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Daggers went for eight hundred thousand euros, I believe. Good uh, yeah. Not that it matters because Victory are uh, okay without him. Yeah. Maybe Daggers was the problem, boys. <laughs> Fornaroli scores. Urich scores. Urich scores. Urich scores. Urich scores. Oh my goodness! I forgot they even had him. I know. I forgot he existed. <laughs> too many cooks for the broth. Nah, you, you said this when they signed Fornaroli in the first place. You said too many cooks for the broth. And he scored a banger on the weekend. Yeah. Oh. Let's cook small broth. I oh, know a banger is the right word for it. I mean, it was, it was, I think Brimmer. That's a delicate one. finish. It was yeah. It was delicate. <laughs> oh, Brimmer, Brimmer skimmer. You know, Brimmer like, skimmer. <laughs> nah, that's a pretty fucking <laughs> hectic goal. Oh but, like, shit! A hectic if we goal. say that, um, it just needs to stop. Stop. The, the, the daggers went for eight hundred k. Brimmer wants to go, and he's still under contract. How much do we think victory get for him if they hold out? Fuck. Hill? Probably, yeah, yeah about the same as, as Daggers. If not slightly more. Depends how more. much leverage to have in Depends where he goes as well. Like, from what I've been mm. hearing, like, Scotland is probably the... <laughs> yeah. The <ideal laughs> they're, all the, they're all going to Scotland, mate. I think, mate. like, if he keeps up <laughs> the, these performances, like, scoring bangers of free kicks, like, I think he could yeah. actually get mm. somewhere, like, just leapfrog Scotland oh, yeah. together. Mm. Well, to, to watch, because I watched this game, I thought this was obviously, like, a must win. It was a very important win for victory. Like, before this, Popovich was walking around looking like a goddamn demon, just yeah. just disheveled, <laughs> tired, stressed. But to see to see victory win, to see victory win and I feel like the Phoenix are a good team, mind you. Um, very, very important. But the, Brimble was really good and actually dictated the play um, like a attacking midfielder should. Andy, is this the kind of thing that he was doing... When he won the Johnny Warren last year, is this what we should have been seeing from Bremer all season? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely reminds me of uh, of him last season, and um, good for him that he's finally started to get back into that form again. So, hopefully, for for his sake and Victory's sake, they can he can keep replicating that um, for the rest of the season. But yeah, for whatever reason, it's just taken taken him a fair while to get back into that form this year. But um, I feel like that's a, a rare talent um, he's got to score those free kicks, um, especially in the A-League, you know, because he hasn't just done mm. it once, you know, he's done it time and time again, and I can't compare him to any other player in that aspect. So, yeah, he's Boy. he's an aspe- uh, asset to victory, <laughs> and I think he'll be going overseas at some point too. 
Who was that um the Brazilian bloke who used to play for Victory? And bang in a Finkler. couple of free kicks. Finkler! Finkler. Gee Finkler. Finkler. That man Gee could Finkler. whip a goddamn dead ball. <laughs> but yeah, do we think that this is going to be um, more to come for victory? Like, is this a performance that can turn their season around? Could be. I think um, with the recent additions, you've got Kamau, yes. Chapman. Fucking Bruce Kamau. Paraguayan lad. Damien De Silva Damien from Leon. Damien De Silva. Like, the centre-back, Obviously, yeah. fairly... I mean, we don't know, but like, if he's coming from Olympique Lyonnais, then he's mm. obviously got some pedigree. Yeah. So they really needed someone, and uh, I think um, I think Bozanowski did all right in his couple of uh, appearances. They really need to stop playing Lee Broxham. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and, like seriously, like this guy. He's like 37, 36. <laughs> he's, th- he's 35. And somehow he still manages to start the majority of games. Like, <laughs> how was this a, How was this possible? He's been around for ages. Lee Broxham is like the Matt Simon of victory. Yeah, except he's not as good. That's awesome. <laughs> Don't ever not compare someone to Matt Simon. Matt Simon was um, oh, truly wonderful. Well, you know the job's going to get done, don't you? Yeah, that's it. Uh, what do you reckon, um, Nick? Is this is, is this a, a season turner arounder for victory? Was D'Agostino the problem the entire time? Oh, I don't think so. D'Agostino was... If D'Agostino was the problem and they should have got rid of him, then they would have uh, dropped points to Adelaide. Because he's got... Good point. Early, it's a good know? point. That so was a pearl. Do you reckon D'Agostino was singing Taylor Swift as he boarded the plane? So... Yeah. <laughs> well, be more specific, <laughs> yeah. like, Which Taylor Swift him? song? Shake it off, or you know, a bit no. of her most recent song. Her most um, recent song. It's me. Sing it, demo. No, I don't think so. No, Daggers. <laughs> Daggers was great. Well, Daggers yeah. also like was playing with his heart. You know, playing with his heart in like you know exactly, a poor yeah. season. I think with Melbourne victory, uh, does it turn around their season? I don't think so. But you know, the last thing they want is a season. Uh, I know I've been critical of Melbourne Victory's hopes and in podcasts gone by, but you know, in all seriousness, the last thing you want from a Victory perspective is a season where they put up the flag and you know give in. They need they need these wins. They need these nuggets of you know brilliance. And I think they are capable of, capable of that because they've got a pretty good squad, and we're all kind of just like a bit miffed at why they haven't. Yeah. About why they haven't really gotten anything on the board, but there's there's still time to like. Like get some oh, yeah. form, Absolutely. but it won't be enough to save their season, in my opinion. But they still they can't just you know stop dead. So well, I don't I don't think anyone's catching Melbourne City for the Premiership. But I mean you know you can still make finals, obviously. I think I think victory will probably they won't make finals, but they'll they've got a lot of ground to cover there. But they will definitely um, pinch some points off teams at very unhandy times for them. They'll be um, a bit of a a bit of a trouble mm. uh, troublemaker. Upset maestros, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Bit of a bit of a yeah. smoky, bit of a dark horse to come through and ruin your night. Mm. Like they're much like got much more faith in them in causing trouble than like Newcastle Jets, for example. Does this does this uh, relieve the pressure on on Popovich and Korica for that matter? Like two guys who are definitely under the pump and they've got their wins now, and all of a sudden John Aloisi looks like the worst coach in the league again because Western United are shit. Korica, I reckon the pressure's coming off. Uh, you know, he, he's got some, there's some very good competition um, between, uh, you know, in the top six. And he's uh, got some pretty good results against teams like Melbourne City, Central Coast Mariners now. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he's 
the big test uh, the big test will be the derby this week against the Sydney Wanderers and I think Cork and I think Cork's pressure is overstated um, like he's not under as much pressure as it seems definitely didn't help losing to a Sydney United though no uh, Popovich on the other hand uh, he's got a long way to go I don't see his contract getting terminated even if they have a poor season okay I think what's telling is he needs a good season next year that's what's going to be most telling I see and he's and without like getting these like kind of like nuggets of gold between now and the end of the year uh, it's going to be I won't be envying his position um, come next year. So you, you think Melbourne victory already building towards 2024 rather than trying to save I this season? I think so. This year's a bit of a... Yeah, this, yeah. this year's a bit of a write-off. Like, not to say that they... Sh- like, you know, it's a bit of a write-off. Just what with everything that's think, happened, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. And I think in situations like that, you need to, like, build... You need to build for something. This year, but it's such a write-off this year, and you need to build for something else. And they can start for building by next year by getting more promising, like results this year. And if that results in um, getting points when otherwise they wouldn't, that's great. Mm. If that results in them finishing like seventh to ninth, that's pretty, pretty, pretty good considering where they were. It's true. And if they sneak into sixth, well, that's like beyond the pass mark in my opinion. So I think if they build for next year, they can have a positive. They can have a it's not to say that they're giving up on this year, but I reckon by building for next year, they can have an even more positive uh, outlook on this season if they're just focusing on, you know, climbing up the ladder. Because it's doom and gloom if you focus on this season alone. Yeah, for sure. No, I get you. Okay, uh, it's it's interesting because obviously they have had a fair bit of club well, turnover, I guess, in terms of personnel. Like... They've signed four or five new guys. Matt Spiranovic, it must be said, has just retired, so... Shout out to uh, the former soccer oh, yeah. I forget yeah. how many caps he had, but basically just he had a foot injury yeah. that wouldn't stop bothering him. And he was just like, yeah, fuck, I've had enough. I'm done. Mm. So they've, they've done well by signing these, I think, two centre-backs they've signed, Conor Chapman and, and Damien De Silva, and we'll see if that can yeah. kind of shore them up at the back line. And uh, see where victory can go from here. Wellington, meanwhile, they are just an absolute yo-yo. One week they... <laughs> <laughs> they can beat anyone, and the other the next week they lose to victory. So I, I don't know what to make of Wellington. They're fucking confusing. They are a, a tricky one to to judge, aren't they? Maybe we shouldn't judge them and just enjoy the ride. It's good. Uh, Mate, it's, we run a look at it, podcast. Our judges, <laughs> our, our job is to judge them. Punditry, Nicholas. Punditry. We must judge in a in a nice and calm and reasonable manner. Um, so you guys know Matt Spiranovic is from Geelong. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, hey! G Long, yeah, all G Town action. Wonder if you have a shout out KFC North Geelong. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely saved me some a couple Sunday mornings. Amen to that, brother. Do you reckon he hangs out at the Wool Museum a lot? Tough to say. I don't. Is he a Wool Museum kind of guy? I mean, or is he a Lammies kind of guy? <laughs> he will yeah. be now. I think he's more of a Wool Museum kind of guy than a Lammies kind of guy. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, Nick, you might take him on as but, a client. Hey, that's it, mate. You might see him riding around town, little Matt Spiranovich. I reckon Matt Spiranovich would be more of a piano bar kind of guy. Ah, yeah? Okay. Fair Some enough. nice I, um... see that. I think everyone in their heart is a piano bar kind of guy. 
<laughs> nah, man, I, I've met some that. people who are just club rats. Like, mate, Geordie Degoe, club rat, yeah. 100%. He doesn't have a piano in his uh, Geordie, Geordie Degoe definitely goes to suburban nightclubs too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mate, my mate uh, saw Jane. We're going off topic now. It's got nothing to do with Australian football. Let's just leave it there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, good stuff. Next thing I want to talk about, uh, Brisbane and... Adelaide. So Brisbane now have lost four of their last five in shit form. Moon Man, figure it out. Um, sort it out, mate, because this is this is getting pretty bad. But Adelaide won the game courtesy of an absolute blinder of a goal by Nestory Irunkunda. Oh, yes. Damo, mate, is he your young player of the week? Oh. Uh, Irunkunda! <laughs> yeah, alright. No, okay. <laughs> Doesn't seem Fair enough. Is. Andy, you got more for me than just a year, all right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> no, you're in Fuck Kunda, off. mate. You're in Kunda, uh, wonder what. I'm just trying to, trying to think. I've got year, all right, and yeah, I guess. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, yeah. I'm getting well. water out of a stone with you, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I think Aaron Kunda's a fantastic player. I love his confidence, yeah. uh, especially when talking with the media. You know, it's what we need in our young players, someone just to go up. And he's not cocky, he's just... He's not yeah. cocky. He's humble and confident. Mm-hmm. Are those are those antonyms of each other possibly? But he doesn't ex- expect to be given things for granted. Yeah, is what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, I know what but you mean. He, he he knows he's got it within him. Yeah, you know, and he takes greatness. his chances when he gets them. Yeah, absolutely, he does. Shit goalkeeping though. I've got to say, like uh, Jordan yeah. Holmes, I think it was. At the he, near post. You can't just you can't just let one go through the near post like that. I mean, for fuck's sake, man. And he just. If you have, have you watched the game, boys? Like he, when he lets it in, he just falls over, like his react. He just falls over, like in despair. I'm like just yeah. have some dignity for God's sake. You know? like, stand <laughs> what up. Was it? Oh, Jordan. Holmes. Jordan Holmes. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage football. Mate, almost as bad as the MacArthur keeping. That oh, was some shockers. Mate, Suman. absolutely oh. disgusting. Suman, yeah. Yeah, Suman. Good penalty really save though. He made he made a few it's saves true. throughout the match, but yeah, let in more than he saved, obviously. His defence wasn't really giving him anything to work with, though. I'll, I'll tell you that for free. Ushkok and um, Aspro. Oh, mate. Didn't, Terrible. Didn't help much, But uh, no. what do we make of uh, Adelaide's game here? They're in a bit of you know, a bit of form, climbing their way up to fourth now on the ladder. They're a pretty solid they're team. They're thereabouts, you know. That's, um, that's what they do. That's yeah. what Carl Vitt does. He just keeps them there or thereabouts. There or thereabouts. I, I want to put in a hot take. Go for it. I can see Adelaide making the grand final. Oh, that is hot. I, the hotter the better. Go! Yeah, I think I can see Adelaide making the grand final. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but I think they've got a solid team behind them. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got um, Inukunda youngsters, you know, coming out left, right and centre. But they've also got the guys of, um, you know, Craig Goodwin behind them and also Joe Gauchi, clutch moments, clutch saves. Mm. they got Ibasuki when he's in good form. Hey, sorry, Damo. With Central Coast, they've got, like, um, can... Be a bit vulnerable sometimes. Yeah, and that's kind of what get, I was going to say. Like, yeah, kind of get table. beaten in their own game, uh, in their own game style. I think Adelaide are, are really good. They can match it to teams. Oh, they didn't just match it against City. They dominated them, and then um, and then they kind of they probably would have won if there was. I might just leave an opinion that probably a fair result actually. Not um not about what about Western Sydney? Obviously Western Sydney got the win yeah. over, over United this week, one nil. It was a shit game, but Western hey, Sydney I, definitely I'll dominated just, the play. I'd just say, um I'll just say didn't say that they were gonna take Western Sydney or Central Coast spot. Could take cities, you never know. Just they were seeing one Ooh. game. 
Like, you know, I'm not saying Spicy. that City... I'm not saying that Adelaide are more deserving of City. I'm just saying it, I think they've got what it takes just to get the right results at the right time. So mm-hmm. we weren't expecting Western United to make the grand final last year. Very true. All right, I like that. Adelaide to be this year's West United, just kind of sneak in there and, and, and bring it all together at the right no, that, time. Yeah, oh, well, they played better football than Western United did last year. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Western City Wanderers play like Western United, but they're probably more deserving than Western United were last year. Yeah, they know what they're doing. And Morgan Schneiderlin, obviously, now that he's uh, in the league and yeah. pull the strings a little bit for them. Him and you and I. He's only alone, did you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, they're making the most of having him here. Like, obviously, a former Manchester yeah. United player, they're just they're parading him around like his goddamn God's it's gift to earth. Paul, Paul, he's not, yeah, he's not yeah, that good. He played the majority of his games at Southampton. He was good at Southampton. He's been shit he ever since. But he was good at Southampton. In any case, um, Andy, mate, do you have any any points? Any any talking points from the last selection of games? Western Sydney getting the win over Western United and the two-all draw between the Jets and Perth Glory. Can't say I watched any of these games in full, unfortunately. But um, that's alright. I saw the end of the like second half of, of the second half of um, the Wanderers v Western United game, and um, you know Western were sort of close to uh, to getting getting one back on. Um, the Wanderers at mm. the end, but yeah, I guess they ground out the game, Wanderers, so um, credit to them in that respect, but uh, yeah, I didn't think from what I saw it was too bad from, from Western United compared to what they have dished up this season so far, so possibly a, a sign of improvement for the rest of the season, but uh, I guess guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Fair shout, fair shout, and it's good to see uh, Piscopo, I think, finding some form. Newcastle have definitely mm. looked a bit better in, in recent weeks, and that's kind of Piscopo is with... one of my favourite players, I reckon, like Oh yeah, probably one of the best goals of the weekend. Yeah, oh, is if, that... it wasn't, if it wasn't for Jake Brimmer. Yeah, if it wasn't for Brimmer. So you guys have Brimmer as your goal of the week? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'll take both. <laughs> You'll take both. I'm taking Vanderven. Right last one. Yeah, I was gonna say we're Richie oh. Vanderven, mate, little dinker. <laughs> you just got the the rose coloured glasses on because he he, he put you on the story. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It might be. Mate, a I, I looked at Vanderven's story. He would have. You could have put a you could have put a picture of like the grass at Amy Park on and tagged him and he would have put you on the story. But it was actually <laughs> oh, did, he, great. did he story your story? Yeah, on, on story to story. Admittedly, yours was the most impressive out of all so all that made it. <laughs> yeah, most people were just like sharing the clip from the A legs or whatever. Mine was my own footage. So, oh, you took the footage of the yeah, goal. Yeah, yeah, just just happened to film uh, the clip. Oh yeah, Bjorn Gill was sick. Yeah, it came right to us. Mm. Yeah. Bang in that in that. In the the back pocket of the net. Yeah. 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 He's, he's you know, buddy. Yeah, that's my goal. <laughs> All right. So Richie Van Der Ven's got a goal of the week. I, Piscopo <laughs> is is mine. I reckon no, that no. was fucking beautiful. Yeah. Bit of biff in that game too. We had um, yeah. Bit of fighting. We had Piscopo pulling a nick and shushing the crowd. I thought that yeah. was quite entertaining. I just did it once, you know. <laughs> yeah, mate. It was still iconic though. <laughs> Come on, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, the big old bavers. Boobers! Big old wade. Every single Perth glory goal is just some shitty, scrappy <laughs> header that they score out of nowhere. I hate watching them play. I really, I, honestly. God damn. Zadkovic ball, man. Zadkovic ball. <laughs> Zad ball. Zad ball. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, this is the, the, the birth of Zad ball. All right, well, Zad I think ball. we'll wrap up chat of the games unless you guys have any, uh, any more points yeah. from the football. Uh, just um, football. 
Well, if you want something, if, if you want a little bit of something, Damo, I'll, I'm going to turn your attention to that of Nicholas Brazier for peak moment of the week. <laughs> he's, 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 he's looking for it. He's trying to find it. Oh, no one told me that I had to prepare a PK League moment of the week for <laughs> this week as well as the last 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's your... <laughs> it's one of your only jobs. Oh. Peak. It's decided. Okay, go for it. I can cut all that out. It's fine. No, it adds dramatic <laughs> effect. Ooh, I do like dramatic Dude. effect. The PK League moment of the week. Gonna go for an eighth one here. Ooh. I don't want this to get all political. I know uh, this topic gets a bit political lately, but this is niche because it's uh, not publicly available. It's not a publicly available conversation. Um, it's more of a you know a private conversation that occurred um, and okay. uh, caught my surveillance. So a PK League moment of the week. It's maybe it's a bit unfair to call it PK League moment of the week, but it's 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 a peak peak A League interaction of the week. Okay. Consider it more of a story than the PK League. You gotta, yeah, you gotta tell us what it is, mate. <laughs> Jamie McLaren steps up from the penalty spot. Okay. Sprays it. Absolutely sprays it. Yeah. Spray, you know, into, in, into the keeper, the only thing he did all day, and then over the bar, <laughs> hack. Okay. My friend, Andy, and fellow co-podcaster, standing next to me, unknowingly, wearing a Jamie McLaren shirt, gets a tap on the shoulder. <laughs> Yeah. Police officer comes up to him. <laughs> oh no! And and says, "Mate, you should have gone up and scored it." <laughs> and for my PK League moment of the week, okay. it's my five second visualization of Andy going up and scoring a penalty for Melbourne City <laughs> in, in, in his jeans and all. That is. No, just kidding. It's the bloody final goal in Wellington versus uh, victory. <laughs> oh, the goal. Yeah, the Urich. Tommy Urich. Yeah, oh, dude. Course, the, keep, the goalkeeping. The, yeah. the miscommunication between... I forget who the defender Oli was. Sale. Oli Sale. Sermon? Oh, yeah. Oli yeah. Sale got too distracted by the possibility of... Um, <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Signing some fans. <laughs> That's what we need to do to, to get Tommy Urich to score a goal. That's... Fucking hell, that was football at its finest. <laughs> no, look, this is the thing, like, McLaren hasn't been uh, in as good form recently because obviously Andy's been scoring all the goals in futsal and he's taken uh, he's, he's no. taken McLaren's magic for himself. <laughs> hey, Andy, I've got a question for you personally. Yeah. Andy, get uh, if you if you re if you relocated like, as you're the captain of the futsal team, mm. if you relocated your futsal team that you have ownership and a captainship and managerial ship over. <laughs> you are the spiritual figurehead of the team, <laughs> and I will not take any other answer. Okay. Okay. If you relocated the team to Scotland and like just played out a couple months of competition, do you reckon you'll get a call from Graham Arnold eventually? <laughs> oh, probably sooner or later. Definitely by the uh, by the time the next World Cup rolls around, if if I'm in Scotland, it's where where the uh, the boys come from. Really good opportunity at least. That was a very personal question. It was. That was <laughs> don't know if it should have <laughs> been on personal. Air. Oh, that's <laughs> Yeah, that's it mate. Cutting cutting deep, cutting into the thick of it. Fantastic <laughs> the stuff. Yeah, Alright. Lads, 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 lads. Should we get to some news?
Yeah, yes, C. Sir. Yeah. Ah, C? C, C, C? Alrighty, let's get stuck into it. Lots and lots and lots of things to talk about. We don't really have a lot of time to do it all, but we're going. Yeah. We're going to go for it anyway. We're going to do it. We're going to go for it anyway. Um, headline number one. I'm going to start us off with a banger. Football Australia has formally commenced its process to create a national second-tier men's competition currently earmarked to commence in March 2024. Fellas, we've been wanting this forever. I'll ask you all, will this actually happen? And B, I want each of you to give me a team that you want to see in the second tier of Australian football. Great question. It's very exciting, isn't it? Like I said, Sean, it is what we've uh, we've been wanting to happen forever. So, um, mm. does seem like the ball is finally rolling on that one. So fingers crossed it actually happens. Your beauty. And do you have a club or team that you would like to see in the second division? Maybe Oakley Chargers, um, just because they they went pretty deep. Cannons. Oakley Cannons. Sorry, he's he's Nick Davis. Yeah. He was so he was so confident about yeah. that. I know. I, know. I <laughs> no, tried I to sort it out before. Well, I think I made the same mistake on the potty too. So <laughs> it's a tough one. Apologies, <laughs> apologies. apologies. Um, Oakley Cannons. Yeah, just okay. they they showed a lot of a lot of promise in the Australia Cup this year, and um, they made the semi final. Was it? Yeah. 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 Um, of, the, of the Australia Cup, mm, maybe them, but there's there's lots you could choose from, really. I'm I'm st- I'm a, I won't believe it actually happens until the first game actually kicks off. Yeah, fair. They talk about this stuff all the time, and just nothing happens. Um, they always put out these um, expressions of interest, and they always come back with the same clubs, getting the same answers, saying yes, we want to do it. But there's just too much politics and too much bullshit. Mm. We just need someone just to cut the crap and just say, yes, we're doing it 100%. And until I see that the first game is going ahead and I see the referee blow the whistle and I see Preston Lions oh, yeah. defeating <laughs> bloody Wynnum Wolves 5-0, <laughs> um, then I won't believe it. It's a big 5-0 call. Jesus, mate. Yeah. You're not going to go for the Ibis? The Tatura nah. Football Club? No? I think we'll we'll be waiting a few years to get up from the uh, Bendigo, Bendigo Amateur <laughs> Soccer League. Unfortunately, I'm not sure if that would be connected to the pyramid. Oh, eventually mate. or not. It's a, it's a bloody community maybe in pyramid. Maybe in 60 years, 50 years. Um, if, for those listening, if you want to get a better idea of the football pyramid and just how convoluted it is, you can listen to our last podcast, The Four Man Wall, with uh, Eddie Bryant. Good boy, Eddie. Oh, yeah, I yeah. say, very nice, very good episode. Oh, that. thank you, Dame. I appreciate that. Eddie spoke very well, and he explains the whole footballing pyramid in Australia very succinctly. Uh, Nick, mate, what club would you like to see in the National Second Division? Sorry, did you know there's a Tatura Crescent in Broadmeadows? Well, now you do. Oh, um, mate, shout you out to Tatura Crescent in Broadmeadows. Shout out to Street? What? I have to go there. Yeah, I'm with Damo. Like, all these National Second Divisions... Um, if you want to know when the national second division is uh, coming, just it's always N plus twelve months. N being the current calendar year, uh, it's yeah. always twelve yeah, months yeah, away. Exactly. It feels like yeah, yeah. Uh, a bit of a mad joke. But my team, I'd like to see. Uh, I, I won't stop. I won't stop dreaming. I won't stop believing. The team I'd like to see. Uh, would be the Wollongong Wolves. Ah, the Gong! Shout out to the and boys, you, Sal, Professor Diaz from Wollongong, of course. Uh, and if you ask me, they should already be in the A-League. 
Hell yeah. They should have they should have got one of those eleven for twelve licenses. Same with um Cambria United. I reckon that would be a uh, solid inclusion, and I reckon we can expect solid uh, turnouts for them. Good good atmosphere. Mm. A no, question I have to those who are following more closely with the national second division. Um, do you reckon? It's at the moment my understanding is it's just a national second division, no no pro rail into the A League yeah. because it's a separate governing body. However, do you reckon there's enough money going around for clubs, you know, you know, semi professional clubs to be flying themselves across the country? Mm. Um, no, absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but we we got to do it. Like we got to make it work. Yeah, and if we go bloody bankrupt doing it. So be it. But we've got to at least try. It's a fair point. We've got, you've got to give it a yeah, fair we, shake. We yeah, have to get I, somewhere. I like that, yeah. We, we have to just bite the bullet because if we don't, then we're just going to stay at this level the whole time. If we figure out that it's completely broken mm. and the whole game is going down because of it, um, and this is over a 10-year period or a 20-year period. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Give it a go things first. Things just are not improving over a 10 to 20-year period. Like, obviously, you'd call it quits, but we need we need to learn that persisting with things and actually giving things a crack mm. is better than doing fuck all, which is what we've been doing for the last 20 years. Yeah, so, just because you don't succeed the first I'd time. I'd love to see it happen. Um... I'm not. I'm not saying that as in a way to saying it's unfeasible. Unfeasible, but I'm just like temper my expectations and not get too yeah. excited because I've been hearing stuff about national second divisions. Well, it's as old as every. Yeah, anyone who's been mildly interested in football mm. has heard it all before. But, uh, yeah, it was. It was meant. It was slowly becoming more and more of a thing after the Australia's Cup was inaugurated. But now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Indeed, uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, we'll see which clubs make it in. I, I'd like to shout yeah. out all the all the random ass Queensland teams. You know, Rochdale Rovers, Queensland Lions, uh, Taringa Rovers, the Logan North Lightning. Fury. Yeah, mate. That's, oh, bring back the North Queensland Fury. That's what I, we I would actually like to see. So did Gold Coast Gold United. Coast. Yeah, the Gold Coast sides. We need a Gold Coast team. <laughs> Gold Coast away. Gold Coast Knights, man. We Gold need Coast a Canberra Knights. came in too, and um, yeah. Tazzy. We need a we need maybe a team in regional vic too, like a Geelong. Yep. Or a Shepparton. Nah, not not Geelong. Oh, not Geelong. Sense. Yeah, like one of those towns like Shepparton or, or or Ballarat or something. Uh moving forward, some more news. Uh Australia A Leagues will have their first ever Pride round in February, so in a couple of weeks, I believe, uh the weekend of Feb twenty fourth to twenty sixth. Um, in Australia and in, in uh, Wellington over there, so that's fucking awesome. Good to see. The more representation in the sport, the better. And uh, Trevor Morgan, the Subway Young Socceroos head coach, has selected his 23-player squad to represent Australia at the Under-20s Asian Cup in Uzbekistan later this year. We've got a few fun names. We've got uh, Triantis, Nectorius Triantis. We've got Adrian yep. Segacic, you know, a couple A-League players. We've got um, Jed Drews in there. Gabriel Popovich. Are they players? I think it's only like three or that aren't. Yeah, yeah, we got um Archie Goodwin's in right. there. Goes alright. Yeah. Damo, mate, you are the uh, the youth expert in this country. I am. Does Australia have a chance to win the under twenties Asian Cup in Uzbekistan? This is a burning question. Historically, historically, we don't. 
Okay. But I feel like we do have a more skillful generation coming through. Okay. And I think this is the beginning of it. Right. I would be disappointed if we did not qualify for the World Cup. So that means getting to the semi-finals. I see. And then and then you make it to the under-20s World Cup. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's the goal. If, and I feel like it'd be such a disaster if we didn't because I think we've seen how important qualifying for um, international tournaments such as the... Uh, under-17 World Cup and the Olympics, as well as the World Cup itself, um, has on the the window of opportunity to be seen and the experience that the players themselves uh, can take away from it is absolutely priceless. So I would be disappointed if this group, group uh, boys um, didn't make it to the semi-final because I genuinely think that we are producing better players than we were uh, five to ten years ago and I think that was the last time I think the last time we qualified for an under 20 world cup was in the early or late 2000s so no shit that's a fair um, amount of time bloody hell it's not, it's not been great no. so under 17s we do all right obviously we qualified for the uh, olympics and the under 23s so mm-hmm. Um, but it's the under-20s, which I think is actually probably the most important yeah, right. there you age go. group to be uh, qualifying for in the World Cup. So hopefully the boys can get the job done. Hopefully. And it is it is a bit of a weak squad, and I'm not going to lie, I'm a bit disappointed that there is no um, uh, qual or... Uh, well, I, I assume because Garing's, play, like Garing's played for the senior team, so he must not be... Robertson. Mm. Or Chicardi, or you know, some of these players that were kind of umming and ahhing, and we still haven't really made any uh, progress. So it's a bit, yeah, a bit disappointing to see. Any any stars? Any any standouts? Obviously, I mean, you're a big Segacic fan, but um, anyway. uh, big Segacic fan, but like, yeah, Goodwin, Archie, Yul, Segacic, and Triantis probably. The four best players in the squad, I'd say. Panache Medanya. Yeah. I mean, see, a lot of these guys have only just burst onto the scene, so... Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, I think the 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 weight is heavily on the shoulders of Triantis and um, Goodwin to um, really tow the, tow the boys on, so... Mm. All right. Beautiful stuff. And I guess the final port of call for us today is the, is the transfer market. Now, we've probably run out of time to do a real deep dive. I reckon we'll save that for the next episode. But, um, Andy, mate, I've got one more burning question to finish off the night. Apart from Morgan oh, Schneiderlin, who's obviously yep. the big name, what do you think uh, will be or has been the most important transfer within the A-League so far? Tough to say. In, in this, this window. Yeah, this window. It's tough to make a definitive answer so far. I think there's a couple of days left, so there possibly might be some big mm-hmm. trades to come in the next couple of days. But um, yeah, I think uh, Melbourne Victory's had a pretty good one. Um, Deshaun, I think it might have been you touched on, or Deshaun or Damo touched on the names earlier in the podcast that they've brought in, like Bruce Kamau and um, Connor Chapman. Um, I think he'll be really important in defence for them because um, that's yes. been one area I feel like they've they've lacked a bit this year uh, in defence. So I think he'll be um, a good addition to the squad. A couple other players uh, they brought in as well. Um, De Silva, the defender, another good one to uh, yep. boost the defensive stock. So 
think uh, they've done well in that respect to fill fill some of those weaknesses. Uh, but it looks like they'll probably need to figure out how they're going to replace you know D'Agostino. But obviously they didn't seem to miss him too much no. this weekend. And you saw how much that goal meant to Fornaroli. I mean, if if they can get Bruno playing mm. like in in peak form, then they'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, Bruno's a gun. That's, that's the big if though. But, uh, yeah, good yes. signs for him on the weekend. I also thought Western United um, transfer window hasn't been too bad so far. Like They've got um, Nazarene and uh, Roos from, from Central Coast. So I think those are two, yep. not huge names, obviously, but players that can really help them out, um, you know, in terms of creativity. It's good to see them sign younger players as well. Yeah. They're a very old squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they've definitely been a bit of an old squad. Um so, yeah, I think those are two, two players that can, uh, you know, if they stick around for a couple of years at least at Western United, I think they can develop into better players. And um, we've seen Roos this year. Mm. He's, he's had a couple of really good games, got on the score sheet. And I think that's what they sort of need a bit more of, Western United, that creativity, um, creating chances um, for goals and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I think they've, they've gone all right as well. But, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what the next two days bring. You beauty. I like that. A couple, yeah, it's... it's Weston's an interesting one because they brought in some fun names, but they're also losing Wenzel Halls, who wasn't playing very well anyway, but also Nicholas Milanovic, I think, is a pretty handy player. And he's, yeah, he's true. gone over to Western Sydney. Apparently, he wanted to go back home so for personal reasons, which is fair enough. He's a, he's a Penrith boy, but he's, he's had some good games for them. Mm. What about you, Nicholas? Any standouts over the past few days? Maybe, um... Oh, from the transfer? Yeah! Period? Maybe. The mutual, the mutual, con- the mutual contract termination. Yeah, 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 mate. <laughs> and not, not. Um, you don't want to talk about Anthony Carter being released by MacArthur FC, going over to Portugal. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I feel, I feel like a good signing. Um, just going by Dylan Wenzel Halls, Central Coast Mariners. Uh, a bit of a blow to Western United, in my opinion, to their stocks, to their attacking stocks, which are already fairly limited on. Um, especially since you don't know what's going to happen with Prejovic. You know, he's a bit temperamental in terms of game time and, you know, wanting to be a part of the team. Yeah, do you expect uh, he'll be shipped off the next few days, Prejovic? Prejovic? Uh, possibly. Uh, I'm not, I haven't been paying too much attention to it. I'm, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm barely keeping up with the... I've got the Wikipedia list up at the moment. Uh, yeah. it's, I, I'm not good with transfers in general so yep, fair, fair, um, fair, 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 fair. I think Wenzel Halls is a good one because he adds, he adds a fair bit of pace you know uh, he, he, he's not Quall, but you know he'll he'll add another dimension to in a part of the field that Central Coast Mariners have previously lost I think I said this in the previous podcast you know Dylan Wenzel Halls is still young just hope that he's not becoming a bit of you know an A-league journeyman so young into his career oh um, mate there's Don't so have... much promise, eh? Yeah, so he's got he's got you know what was it Brisbane and West End now Central Coast. It's a lot of teams to go through in the space of not even three calendar years, I think. So yeah. it's an interesting thing. Like I think a lot of um, young attackers go to or have seen the lure of going to Western because of the because of having John Aloisi as a, as a coach, like. Yeah. Who who else to who else is better to learn from than one of Australia's best attacking players of all mm. time? And I think and ironically, like, yeah. Yeah. Ironically, we've seen players do the opposite and just regress like drastically. <laughs> and 
I'm really hoping for Noah Bordage's sake that that doesn't happen. But um, yeah, it's been been a bit disappointing. We've seen Thea Harris there and um, Wenzel Halls. Uh, obviously, they must have known that. Oh yeah, John Aloisi, um He might be able to teach me a few things, give me a bit of confidence and stuff. And then it's just not worked out for whatever reason. But um, yeah. And I think um, Nicholas Milanovic, he's been... I think he's their top scorer, Milanovic, this Yeah, season. well, exactly. And I think he... I don't actually necessarily think he has been good. I just think he's been getting into good positions. Um, I don't think his overall play has been, like, um, incredible or anything. He's just... He's got that, that nous of and knowing where to be at the right time and almost like a McLaren, so... Um, yeah, it'd be a, a big, a bit of a loss um, actually for Western United, and um, apparently there was no. He just wanted to go home. Um, yeah, yeah, he missed so, his family. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I would like to mention Brisbane. Obviously, big story coming into this window was like, how will they replace Charlie Austin and bring in a striker? They brought in a striker, uh, Stefan Skepovic. 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 <laughs> Skeppy. I'm gonna call him Skeppy. Young Skepta. Skep. Yeah, that's it, mate. He's, he's going to be headlining Groove in the Move very soon. <laughs> yeah, Skepta. Oh, Skepta. Now, I, I, I am so disappointed. Obviously, I've not seen him play, so he could be good. But this guy has... If you, talk, if you want to talk about journeymen, all right, this fucking guy, one, two... Yeah, give, me, give me a he's second. He's been around. He's played everywhere. He's played for 16 oh. clubs in his wow. career, right? He started, playing, he started playing in 2007. So, like, seriously? I mean, no, I think you've got to look at it through the perspective. Like, we have to wait to see how they go when they play. Of course, of course. You've got to wait to see. the reputation. Like, you know, so many players have come through the system that, you know, that you would never have heard of until they played in the A-League. So, you're not going to yeah. get, like, your kind of, like, brand name, like... You know, top five. But I think players. I think obviously replacing Charlie Austin it kind of doesn't help his cause. Like it's a big big shoes to fill, right? Yeah, but they just need a team player like Charlie. You know, and that can kind of be a blessing in a way that they've got, you know, just a guy that can do his role. Like no one knew who Previch was until he started. Oh, mm. that's a bit harsh. Sorry, sorry, oh, Alexander. Previch was a good player, <laughs> but like yeah, he was. <laughs> oh, he geez. still is good. Did you guys personally like? Have good tabs on like how Priyavich's form was before starting the A League. Nah, most likely you didn't. I, mm. I'm just making assumptions here, um, but we learnt about him as you know he started, you know, playing here. Well, a bit of a wait and see for Stefan Skepovic. Wait Maybe he can he can be you okay. Could, you could you could consider <sighs> yourself Skepovicical. <laughs> that was a stretch. Skeptical. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think we'll. I think we'll end on. I think we'll end on that, boys. I think we'll wrap end it on, up. End, end yeah. on <laughs> we'll we'll um we'll do a bit more of a breakdown of the transfer window when it actually finishes yeah, for our episode finish, next yeah. week. Gotta finish off strong. But thank you all for joining me today. It was lots of fun. Anyone have yeah. any you know fi- uh, finishing words? Any any shout outs um, here, boys? Uh, just enjoy the rest of your week and uh, attack it with 100% uh, positivity. Oh, love that. Good stuff, Damo. He's <laughs> a positive Pete out here. Uh, big thank you to all our regular <laughs> listeners. Shout out to my boy Joe. Shout out to Anthony Hume. Shout out to my dad. 
guys are killing it. Uh, Matt, of course, Matty Hume, he listens all the time. Shout out to my mum. Yeah, Anna Brazier, Queen. Mm. Shout out to my brother every now and then. Yeah, hells yeah, we love it. We love you all. Shout out, shout nice. out to Steph who, for the record, audibly laughed out loud at our podcast last week. Really? Yeah. Apparently, Andy had a, apparently Andy had a bit of a zigger against me. I didn't even know until she told me. So. Oh really? <laughs> Can't yeah, remember yeah, that. Even Andy doesn't know. He's like, fucking full of singers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So many editing coming in. Folks. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah. It's all Andy, mate. Andy's talented. But um, yeah, check us out on the Instagram, <laughs> on the Spotify's, on the Apple Podcasts. We're everywhere. Uh, yeah, this has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. <laughs>